Hey, welcome this week to Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. Got a great show for you today. Uh, Wrestling fans, film fans, horror fans, just uh, fans of fun. Uh, You're going to enjoy today. Uh, Today we have Carolyn Von Petzold. Uh, Carolyn's a filmmaker who uh, is also a trained professional wrestler. Um, She was, uh, if you're you're a wrestling aficionado, you might remember uh, Lilani Kai. Uh, from the WWE days and a, and a million other different things who, who trained Caroline. Uh, without giving too much of it away, Caroline made a movie called The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling about uh, a very specific time in her uh, wrestling career, short wrestling career. Um, and it's fantastic. It's not a documentary. It is an actual feature film uh, that already has a lot of buzz, a great uh, cult following. I could really see this movie really having the same... Um, uh, you know, cult uh, following that people, you know, watch every year, like, you know, killer clowns from outer space or things like that, whatever. It's just a lot of fun. Caroline's great. Um, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, or even if you're not, but you're planning to be there this weekend, October 30th uh, through the 1st, uh, at Stanley's Kamikaze Expo, um, she's going to be there with the cast and they're going to be screening it and everything else. So, uh, if you were already planning on attending, you should definitely uh, plan to attend uh, on Friday the 30th for the screening. And if you are sticking around there and you missed the screening, uh, it also uh, debuts next week, I believe November the 5th, uh, at the Regal Cinema there in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, they had a um, a opening over the summer that was hugely successful, uh, but this is gonna actually going to be as part of competition for the Women Up uh, Festival. So anyway, very excited to uh, to bring you uh, Caroline Von Petzold and the, the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. Uh, and again, like I said, uh, go online to uh, the Boom Boom Girl Wrestling dot com. I believe you can also can. Uh, uh, just type in on Twitter there. Yeah, I believe it's, it's the boom, boom uh, And on Twitter, it's just at the boom, boom girl. Anyway, uh, great interview, great movie. Um, hope you enjoy it. Here's, uh, my interview with Caroline Von Petzold. This week coming to you from downtown Los Angeles, California. Sitting next to me is filmmaker Caroline Von Petzold. Caroline has made an amazing film called The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. And if you know uh, us here at Tricky Kid Radio, you know that we love wrestling. Uh, We love women's wrestling. We love all types of wrestling. We love uh, filmmakers, people that inspire. And this film definitely inspired me. I laughed. I loved it. You're going to love it. And I'm so glad that Caroline's here with us today. Caroline, how are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm I'm fine. I'm so excited to be on the show. Good, good. Okay, so uh, the movie is called The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling, and I want to introduce the film to people currently about the film. It's not currently uh, out in wide release, but people will have a chance to see it soon because you have been accepted to like already like a half a dozen film festivals, correct? Exactly. 
it's doing right now the festival circuit and we're getting a lot of um, awards and acclaims and it's been a fantastic ride okay so so talk about about that let's, let's go ahead and, and list some of the film festivals so, so that are coming up that people will have a chance to see mm-hmm. I think the first one is November it's the the Women's Up International Film Festival on November 5th okay. at 7pm at Regal Theatres live in downtown LA okay. at the Staples Center okay. so we're gonna have a screening there at 7pm okay fantastic and, and in what are some of the other ones and then we are gonna be also at Kamikaze Expo Stan Lee also at oh Staples. Stan Lee to Stan our Lee. I have we have a, uh, a very uh, geeky following here at Tricky Kid Radio we cover everything from Anime Fest, the Comic Cons, and so we have lots and lots of fans that I know that already are going to Stanley's Kamikaze Expo coming up, and that's at the end of this month, right in October. Yeah, October thirty till November. That's right, over the Halloween weekend. So mm-hmm. if you if you come to Stanley's Kamikaze, come by and say hello to Caroline. She'll be there, and uh, and you can ask her any questions we don't cover today. So, but we are going to cover a lot today, and I'm very excited about this. So. Again, the movie is called The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. If you listen to uh, last week's episode, you know that we've spoken Roxy Astor from mm-hmm. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. For all you GLOW fans out there. Uh, yeah, we love Roxy. She's been such an amazing help and support. And she watched Boom Boom Girls and she was straight away, wow, this well, is awesome. It is awesome. And Roxy is actually how, you know, how, we, how we met. Exactly. And she, Roxy was like, this is so something you would be into and so I was very excited um, and then when I got your film I was just like okay we got to get Caroline on the show and so here we are <laughs> thank um, you thank you so again so so the movie without I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody but I do want to tell them a little bit about it and, and, mm-hmm. and give them some anticipation so in talking about the movie Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling your inspiration behind it is actually literally autobiographical. You were actually there, and there's a connection to Glow. So, so what I want you to do is put us put us here. You, this was how many years ago? That was two years ago. Uh, whenever you were going to Vegas and all that whole thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. 2012. Okay. So that's uh, three years ago. Okay. So. Three years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So three years ago, and 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 how old were you three years ago? So three years ago, I got cast to become a woman of wrestling at um, a show, a TV show. Okay. And um, it was a really exciting process. They cast me like three times. They started casting in 2011, actually. I waited a year till the show really happened. And okay. Jeannie Buzz was the, one of the sponsors of the show from the Lakers. Um, and I trained with them for two months in the gym, up and downs, like... Everything what I have in my movie and um, three three quarter rolls and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like and, okay. back bombs and belly flips and uh, sunshine sunset flips <laughs> and all those awesome wrestling moves. <laughs> like I, I did learn right. it at, at at Woman of Wrestling. Then did you have did you have any previous wrestling experience at all? No. Okay, so what was why why did you want to why did you want to get into a wrestling show? Because I'm tall and strong. And um, it was another challenge for me. I've never done it before, and something that I've never done before is always very challenging. And, I'm and just a- like, appetizing for you. Yes, yeah, appetizing. Yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I want to be a wrestling girl. Okay. Oh, so how did you hear about the audition? Um, it was at Actors Access. They okay. did a casting call. So you were already kind of like in Hollywood. You were maybe going on auditions for, yes. for other things, and then you heard mm-hmm. about this, and you were like... 
okay, well, hey, I've got the, you know, the physicality for it and the build for it, obviously right. the work ethic and everything else. And so the person that was involved once you got down there ended up being David McLean. Exactly. The old glow guy. Yes. Okay. Now, again, without spoiling the movie for too many people here, what happens is, is that you, you do the tryouts. Okay. So take me now. Okay, okay, so take us on a, on a ride here. You have gone to the audition. You've gone through all the hoops and, and leaps for over a year. It is now time. You have been cast as part of David McLean from Glow's mm-hmm. new thing. You're headed to Las Vegas, where Glow used to air from. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happens? Go. Okay. <laughs> um, so I got cast, and my character was supposed to be the German bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I was supposed to come to America and kick all the American girls' asses. Yeah. And, Which um, I believe that you could. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And I was working really hard in the gym, um, training all the moves and stuff like that. And then I got the flu for three days. And... Um, Ever since then, David McLean didn't call me back for training. They went to Las Vegas without me and left me behind in Pasadena. And I was shocked. And I couldn't believe it. After two months working for this guy for free in the gym, I, like, even waiting for my contract to get signed, it was, it was just horrible because you, you, I was always under fear. Are you going to take me? Are you not going to take me? And they kind of, kind of, kind of lead me on. And um, it was not really easy for me to cope with this whole, like, work ethic. And then at last I got the contract and then they left me behind anyway because I was sick. Okay, but so was there any, I mean, have you spoken to him since? Has there been any sort of reprieve, any explanation, any, any apology, anything? Well, I email him and ask him hey please don't let me leave me behind take me along i really want to go to las vegas i really want to fight i work so hard in the gym um please don't don't do this and his explanation was like you got sick it's your own choice better i hope you'll do better choices for the future and um that's it Okay, so 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 obviously, you know, obviously that's bullshit. Okay, so what do you think the real reasons were in your heart of hearts? I don't know. Um, I mean, sure, you have an idea. The real v- reasons. Um, he, maybe he thought I wasn't ready. Um, maybe he just um, was just an asshole and just wanted to show like some power trip. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have some theories. It wouldn't be my place. What's your theories? That's well, interesting. I want to know. Well, it wouldn't be my my place to to pontificate too too much. It's, uh, but. Uh, um, were you provided? Were you paying for anything? Were you were you giving him money? Were you, or were or other girls paying for this? Or, like like what were the terms of your contract? No 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 I I didn't well actually I didn't get paid. Okay. Um, I trained for the, um for the show. I trained for him for free for two months. Uh, I'm saying, did, you, did you have to pay for your own training? No. Okay. They were like, you are lucky that we train you and you're getting your education here for free. Course, that was like course. his, They're doing like, the, the, the you power trip. He's doing you a favor. Okay. Exactly. And then um, I pay my own valet parking and that was then after I signed a contract, that's the only thing he reimbursed me, but I didn't pay anything and he didn't pay me anything. Okay. So once you guys were going to get to Las Vegas, was it going to be the same setup that the glow girls had in the eighties where you're all going to live like in a, 
like an apartment complex or kind of like this kind of like dorm kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like, we are all family and we are all really close. And um... and, and now, were you going to have to actually pay for that or, or was your room and board going to come out of whatever money you were going to be making while being on the show? Um, I didn't get that far, so okay. I can't really answer that question. Okay. I know the contract would say like we'll get just three hundred dollars per fight, and that's it. That was the only okay. pay we we're gonna get as a glow girl. So now, did the promotion? It's... I mean, as a woman of wrestling girl. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, well, you know. Okay, that's cool. You know, I mean, you can't quite call yourself a glow girl, but, right. uh, but definitely. <laughs> okay, but, but here's, here's my question, and I, and I want I want the listeners, and if, if you're listening out there, and you have a question for for, for Caroline about why you think McLean pulled what he pulled. We'd love to hear from that on Twitter and because uh, we're going to be definitely doing a, a follow-up with Caroline about that. It'd be kind of fun to do. Um, did the show ever take off? Did it ever actually happen? No. It well, did... the show, um, the one show did happen. Okay. And it wasn't really successful. Okay. So what happened was I ran into the cameraman from the Woman of Wrestling show, um, and he in Las Vegas actually coincidentally and he told me David McLean couldn't pay him and he was living this lavish life and they spent a lot of money on living this lavish life but didn't put any quality in quality production okay and um, it didn't end up being a good show because the footage looked like the 80s and not like 2000. 12. Now was was that on purpose? Was he was he going after a retro feel since he did have a kind of an eighties thing, or or was it just simply he just the sponsorship money went to his food bill or his hotel bill as compared hotel to, bill uh, food bill living uh, in a Biltmore four star hotel yeah like lavish living he was the king yeah okay so uh, my theory is this is that uh, I, I wanted I'm gonna I wanted I do need to check this just real fast just to make sure because I didn't want that. So. To be here, you can edit that out, right? So uh, it's going to debut on November fifth here in Los Angeles uh, at the at Regal Cinemas at uh, LA Live at the Staples Center. Fantastic. Okay. So anyway, so so to, to pick up where we were was we were, we were pontificating of why David McLean left good old Caroline behind, uh, and we found out, uh, you know, that you know by, by giving away the movies that. Um, the the show didn't never actually materialize, and women so, of wrestling. Yeah, the women of wrestling didn't actually materialize. So, uh, so to recap this for a second, okay. So again, so Caroline auditions, you audition mm -hmm. uh, for a show that's going to be the Rebirth of Glow with the with David McClain. Right under the new name Women of Wrestling. Under the new name Women of Wrestling. Thank you. And you guys head to Las Vegas, but you got sick, and basically they went on without you. Somehow made it sound like it was your fault somehow, and um, and left you behind, which inspired you to make this film. It's not necessarily a documentary, <laughs> <laughs> no. but it certainly certainly is autobiographical. Uh, inspired by true events. Inspired by true events. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll get to, we'll save the pontification. So the speculations about old David McLean for, for the for the last segment. But for now, what I want to know is is it okay? So. I guess the best revenge is good living, right? Okay. <laughs> well, David McLean gave me lemons. I made lemonade out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, and I have seen the film and it's some good lemonade. So, um, <laughs> now tell me this and, and just to be clear. Um, okay. So after this happens, okay, you, instead of getting revenge, 
you became inspired, which is what any great, awesome, creative person would do. And again, like you said, your your lemons became the inspiration for the lemonade that is the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. So talk about that. Where where at what point did you have this vision, and where you felt like I could actually could do this? Because you already made a film before, right? Right, right. Okay. So. Um... I was pretty disappointed and hurt and you know I needed some kind of therapeutic outlet and I couldn't believe he would pull this on me. I, I trained for him for free. Um, I even offered him my equipment to get good production value. He declined it and um, yeah and and then he didn't take me with him to Las Vegas at all. So, so what we're doing here for the Tricky Kid Radio podcast YouTube channel was actually is actually of better quality than what the one episode of Women's of Wrestling became. Did you actually see the one episode that did you actually see the one episode that they did? I didn't. Did you, you didn't. see it? I didn't. You I didn't. didn't I didn't know it. about it until you told me. And so, so actually, I couldn't see it anywhere. I was like checking out the girls. There's no footage of that. It's so it's not it's not I on YouTube no. anywhere. And the oh. website is also totally down. Okay, that would be fun uh, for our. Viewers out there and uh, our Twitter followers and people on social media, if you find that one episode of the 2013 David McLean ver- uh, produced Rebirth of Glow called Women of Wrestling Out of Vegas, send it our way, please. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it and uh, would love to know your thoughts here. Sitting here with my friend Caroline, again, talking about the film. Uh, okay, so again, so at, what, so at what point did you go, okay, I know what I'm going to do? And not necessarily just to get revenge, but it was kind of like, I have this idea yeah. for... Well, this. I was sitting in my apartment in Pasadena, and I couldn't believe it, what just happened, and also his email, his response. So, um, I was on Facebook, and then all those girls I was wrestling and training with for two months, who became like my friends, my family... Um, they never got back to me as well. I emailed them, I texted them, I said, hey, how are you? Let me know how it's going. No response. I don't know. It felt like a whole conspiracy thing. Even the head trainer and the assistant trainer, um, there was like this whole shady thing going on and I don't know why and it was killing me. So I went on Facebook and I was checking my the, the Facebook status and I was just girl putting it out on Facebook in the middle of nowhere heading to Las Vegas. And I just thought it was just a spontaneous thought at the moment. I just thought, like, I wish that the bus would get uh, break down and get stuck. That, again, it was just such a spontaneous <laughs> moment. <laughs> a, very, that, a very angry moment. You obviously don't wish harm of actually anyone. Right. But at that moment, you were and feeling when, very... When I read the status, I just felt like, I wish that the bus would get stuck in the middle of nowhere and those girls all end up in the ghost town together. <laughs> I was like, ooh, wait a minute, Caroline, wait. This is actually not a bad idea. And I thought, I'm going to write a script about this. I'm going to like make a movie about this. And I went and took out my final draft software and wrote down the whole experience I had with them for the past three months. And within 30 days, I wrote the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling, day and night, night and day. Oh, my gosh. Now, now, now what is your experience, though? Because, like, you know... Let's say someone's a non-filmmaker. I mean, I every day someone's walking down the street in this in L.A. or New York or wherever, thinking, "Oh, you know, I could make a movie about what happened today," kind of thing. But but you actually, uh, you know, you were inspired, um, and it 
and, and you have the work ethic and you have the fearless attitude that I love and I, I share that with you and that's one of the reasons why we wanted you on. Uh, but it takes a little bit more than that, of course, and you had a little bit of experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if my mother wanted to make a movie, <laughs> she's probably still not going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you had a so it wasn't out of your wheelhouse to make a movie, and and that's what our our listeners and, and viewers should know as well is that you actually had made a movie before, right? Exactly. Okay, and talk a little bit about that. Um, thank you for pointing that out. Um, so my first movie is called Testing Life. It's a foreign film language um, in German. And it's about a girl who um, comes to L.A. and who don't have the money for acting school. She wants to come to L.A. but don't have the money for acting school. So she signs up in a research hospital to become a human lab rat. Okay. And is, that is this is, also autobiographical as well? <laughs> I have to admit, yes, it is. <laughs> And well, this you, movie... What do they tell you? They tell you to write what you know, right? Yeah, if you, exactly. If you go to any sort of film class or writing class, write what you know. You know? And this movie won me eight awards. I made it 2007, I believe I filmed it. And 2011, it's out. It's right now on Best Buy, Fry's, and Barnes & Noble's, Target. Okay, so, so, so you can so, get it on DVD. Good deal. So so, so you, you were able to you know have the film properly distributed and everything else. And, right. And just like after... Uh, this movie, the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. I want to, I want to hold that up there so people can, can can see what we're talking about here. You'll be able to uh, get that after it makes its film festival rounds as well. Okay, okay. So you're so you're you already had made a film, so you already kind of knew like man. So, but what was your inspiration? Primarily, was this your way of reaching out to those people? Because because when you say how all those girls didn't talk to you again and everything else, it wasn't just David McLean. It's unfortunate, but you know, in this town and this in show business period, when one person has been excommunicated for whatever reason, fair or not fair, the rest of the people that are currently being employed or erroneously linked to the person that did the excommunicating, okay, that they fear the same fate of being excommunicated oh, yeah. by talking to you, which is, exactly. which is horrible and bullshit. It's, it's There's like, so much fear involved. There was well, always like fear in the gym, like, will I go, won't I go, um, like, uh, did I do everything right? There was this high competi- competition, right. like vibe. But what I mean is, is it's like this is like the tenets of like Scientology. <laughs> like, you know, w- once you have been labeled uh, whatever, then you know, suddenly these people have to choose: do I do I want Caroline's friendship enough where it could cost me this gig? And and I I would never want to be in that position. And and even if I was ever in a position, I would never be successful in show business uh, in that capacity because I could never do that. So that's mm-hmm. why. Like you, I did me, and that's why what you're seeing here, folks, is that I, I just like me, Caroline does not fit in any sort of we're the square peg in the round hole. You know, I built this. What you're what you're seeing, watching, hearing, uh, and just like Caroline has made this, and I hope that it inspires people because it inspired me, and it just made Thank me, you, you know, because because anytime anybody does what you and I do. I know for all of our ambition, you have days where you're kind of like, "Am I? Am I? Am I doing this right? right?" You know. And the only 
answer that you get is your own answer. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you know, so that 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 shows you the shallowness, the you know, of, uh, Hollywood. of Hollywood and everything else, and we mm-hmm. and that's a tale that's been told too many times. So we know that already. Okay. Right. It's but, all about ass and tits. It, it's not really uh, important in Hollywood to have a good beautiful face like you need to have more and they want more and they're gonna suck you out and it was also a non-union gig so he he would he would suck all the girls out where he just can even give uh, make them work as secretaries and other stuff to to help him out in the show of course unpaid yeah right and so so it's, it's almost like it almost kind of checks off several like almost like human trafficking kind of uh yeah. uh you know things there and so yeah. so so we know that happens and we and we know the whole hollywood story so we don't need to retell that but 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 what i what we do want to hear is that so you're you're already a filmmaker it's in your wheelhouse and this could be a way that you could communicate this to them to the world to inspire people and everything else and so once you got the idea based upon kind of a negative thought, mm-hmm. you turned it into something positive. So once you had the basis for, I hope they get stuck in a ghost town together yeah. and they have to whatever, where did it go from there in terms of like actually writing the script? Like, like, like where, did, where, did all the, where did the rest come from without giving the movie away too much? Um, so the first half is inspired by true events that I went through with the Woman of Wrestling show and David McClain. And then the second half is just my blooming imagination which is like which is very very imaginative by <laughs> how the way. i want the girls and especially like um the lead role who um andrew uh, andrew hamrick plays richard in in the movie and um i just wanted to give him this like you know um this payback and without spoilers alert but make him really suffer in the ghost town <laughs> so this is this is it's your suffer, therapy david <laughs> Say that again. You suffer. Uh, well, suffer, David. <laughs> you so, make so many other girls suffer. Well, you know what? Well, you know we, we've all you know for those out there that don't know who David McLean is. Again, you know we've I've, I've heard stories obviously from you know uh, the girls that were with him the the first time around. We you know with with the glow uh, in the eighties and everything else. And but the fortunate thing is, is that you know you found a way again to kind of create some art out of this instead of just being some defeated, depressed person that felt like a failure. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not gonna take everything and just say yes and amen. You know, yeah. if if God gives me a good story, I'm gonna take it and run with it and yeah. just do something awesome with it no, because and- this is experience that um, I'm growing and learning out of it. And I mean, who am I that, um, like, I can make a movie about it? Yeah. You know, like, who am I that people like my movie and like my art and and um, listen to the story that I'm telling? Right. And, and and you know what's funny though is is that for me, and I and I'll tell people as well that you don't have to be a fan of wrestling. You don't have to even know anything about wrestling. Mm-hmm. You don't have to uh, know your history, yeah. the history of Dave McClain, nothing. No. And that's where the film succeeds for, for me, because I mean, I know <laughs> first, you know, but it, it doesn't really, it doesn't, you don't have to be a fan of wrestling. You would have to be a fan or know the history. It's just a good movie. I, I, mm-hmm. And I wanted to read people. I love the, you have the best tagline of any film <laughs> of the year easily. Uh, not only is it called the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling, which if that's not going to get your attention, then you you have no pulse, okay? <laughs> but secondly, it says this, six female wrestlers. Like, imagine me in a pitch room somewhere going, okay, all right, are you ready? Okay. Uh, 
six female wrestlers, a ruthless businessman, a spooky ghost town, and a mysterious murder. Take my money. Take my money, dude. Like, like if I was an investor or just some kid buying a ticket at the theater and someone was like, hey, man, do you want to go see the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling? The answer is probably already going to be yes on that alone. But when you say, oh, yeah, cool, what's it about? And somebody says, oh, it's about six female wrestlers, a ruthless businessman, a spooky ghost town, and a mysterious murder. Like, can we watch it twice? That, that would be my answer. Um, okay, so... But now, okay, uh, a little bit about uh, more about okay, so the experience for you. So you, so then you went about doing your own casting and everything mm-hmm. else. But this time, obviously, with more of an honest uh, 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 <laughs> ethos yeah. there. So, so, so talk a little bit about what was that like the, the casting and getting girls on board to be in the movie because you get some great actresses in there. Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. Well, uh, I just want to add um, something because this story is about the underdog. Yes. The story is yes. about the underdog um, getting slapped away, but um, she stands up and she fights for her right to be on a show. Yeah, it's a revenge story. It's like Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, once I experienced that, I, I had the script. I flew out my producer from Germany. I made with her Urzel Waldorf. She's an amazing producer, my one of my best friends, who I can rely on and I can steal horses with her. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, I need somebody I can trust and know she's going to run with me. So I got her over to LA and we started casting the, the cast for this movie. And the funny thing is, the bitch in my movie, her name is Madison, um, the real Madison from the real Women of Wrestling show, she applied for her own role when we were like casting for it and calling it out on Actors Access. Oh so my all God. those girls, all those girls became um, unemployed because Women of Wrestling didn't take off. So they had maybe from one segment or from one episode nice pictures and they are on the gym, like in, in the ring fighting in Canary um, Hotel in Las Vegas. Okay. I didn't go there, but I have now a movie. And now those girls would come to me to get cast in my own movie. That is the ultimate revenge. It's like it's like a, like like the high school movie where like the nerd comes back for the reunion and she owns, uh, you know, whatever they want. You know, yeah. uh, no, the girl. So, so the girl that tried out. Uh, and and again, we probably shouldn't be naming names here, just mm-hmm. for legal reasons here for you. But I, uh, so one of the girls, one of the girls, okay, she, and I'll oh, and I'll edit the other part out, so because you you, yeah. you don't, and you're gonna want to edit it out too on the on the on the thing there. But um, is so one of the girls, and we're not gonna name any names, okay? No. Uh, that was the bitch on the show that was who be, was full with favor with McLean. Like okay. she got like really like uh, the big push, the Joker freedom okay so the show okay so the show doesn't succeed okay and ironically whenever you were casting this movie she one of them audition audition for for the actual role that you were casting for that character and did she have any idea she didn't know it was me she didn't know i just pull out the casting call woman uh girls of wrestling and we were looking for so the next time you heard from anybody after them leaving you behind was them one of them wanting a job from you 
Exactly. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So when she contacted you, you automatically knew who it was, right? Of course. So did you, did you, what did you do? Did you write her back and say, no. I think you'd be perfect with this? Because <laughs> she actually would have been. But, uh, she would have yeah. been, but we did not cast her and we didn't call her in for casting uh, for auditioning. Just so because... show, just to show that Carolyn isn't too sadistic because you could have had a lot of fun with that. You could have called her in and you could have seen the look on her face and be like, ha ha, bitch. <laughs> exactly. But we know I'm too nice to do that. Well, but I didn't, I didn't call her in just because one, I didn't want anybody from Woman of Wrestling be on my production. Right. Um, just because it was so hurtful. Of course. And of I course. didn't want any ties with them and I wanted to start something brand new. Well, well, well naturally, obviously you weren't going to cast some that was a part of that. I'm just I'm having some fun by saying that a a, a more sadistic, uh, you know, um, I don't know, vengeful person uh, would have probably have said, yeah, come on in for the interview, and then for the, you know what, in in, in a, uh, from a marketing standpoint, when the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling DVD comes out, wouldn't that have been the ultimate extra yeah. on the DVD? <laughs> Of the scene of one of the girls coming in unexpectedly and unknowingly asking you for a job to be cast. And it was literally she was going to read for the part that you were casting yeah. that was based on her. Yes. <laughs> and so, and you could have been sitting there like, stroke, like stroking a cat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like going, hello there. It's good to see you again. I understand that you would like to have a job. Oh. Did something go wrong with women of wrestling? I, I mean, you could have really, really worked her over and and, and exploited that for the DVD. So, uh, so your yeah, but I didn't do it. Your <laughs> kindness is uh, is the DVD world's loss, uh, but but we're all better for it because of what a good person that you are. And and uh, and trust me, guys, spend ten minutes with Caroline, and you will be a better person just because you will be feeding off of. Her energy, her work ethic, and, and something else that I, I, I really like since you and I met was uh, if you follow her Twitter feed, and you can people can find you on Twitter at at C von Petzholt. Well, we probably don't want to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's C as a cat, V O N P E T Z H O L D T. Okay, and then also, and then the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling Twitter is also... It's at the Boom Boom Girl. The Just Boom one, Boom Girl, gotcha. Okay. One girl. Okay, uh, is it you're also, and as you can tell, you're obviously, you know, you were you were really into fitness before you auditioned, right? For, mm -hmm. for, for, for the for the, the Oh, part. yeah. And, you know, so it's like following you on Twitter now, it's like, it's so inspiring because it's like, I like to take care of myself and exercise and all that good stuff, but it's like... I had the luxury or the ignorance, I guess you would say would be a better word, of not having to for so long because I had such a high metabolism, which slowed down rapidly in the last year and a half. So suddenly I've had to make fitness in my life. And so I've been, um, I told you how I, I uh, you know, uh, met Diamond Dallas Page earlier this year and, 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 uh, and he and I have been uh, have became friends and I've been doing his program and everything else which has been great and so uh, when I see you on the Twitter it's very it's not just hi I'm this filmmaker it's like wake up today get up <laughs> I mean I mean just just today it was like um, you know you have goals kick the kick those goals <laughs> exactly. in the face and uh, 
and you know when you were uh, excited about being here. And so that is. That I'm is saving a... wild kitties. Okay, okay. So, in, in, in <laughs> as we, well. We... Well, I'm talking also about my normal life. It's not just about me filmmaking, but it's my whole package. And that's and that's what I wanted to say. I wanted I wanted to, to see what okay that it it seems like for for me as a viewer there was more than just this experience that's in this film. It seems like that there's completely you in mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's sure it's a, it's a, it's a it has a linear storyline, but it seems like a, you drew a lot of different yeah. things from your life. I I wrote it, I pro- uh, directed, I produced it, I edited it, and I also did all the aerial cinematography on this movie. Well, I'm talking about, but like, I mean, like, like you drew from other experiences in your life for this oh, film. Oh yeah, yeah, That's you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, and talk a little bit about that. I mean, like, like as the story was progressing. Was there like other things like how you would like, let's see, another incident that you would like to have seen turn out a different way? And like, you mean in the production itself? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, like besides your experience with David McLean, what I'm saying is, it does seem like that you were drawing from other experiences in your life. You know what I mean? Like, like there were other narratives that of things that might have happened to you, or just things that you believe, or how you would like things to, to, to turn out. Is that is that fair to say at all? Yeah, yeah. Like the scene, for instance, where um, Carla von Awesome got fired by Richard um, in in the movie, and then Carla von Awesome says, "No, I'm not going to take this," and she runs after the bus to be on the bus yeah. just to like be on a show. Like that's inspiration that I draw also from other sources. Sure, sure. Um, I'm not gonna let somebody knock me down. You know, I'm somebody who always like if I'm knocked down, I stand up and make the best. Out well, of it. and that's and and it's one thing to say that, but it's also one thing to uh, actually do it. And seeing you do it and do it so well is again very very inspiring. And and, and for those out there, I I really I'm I keep, November fifth can't get here soon enough because I'm really excited for people to be able to see this film. Uh, there are a few more things we're going to. Uh, uh, we did want to, we did what we want to go into here is now. Who do you think like watching this film? Okay, because because it is funny. It's very funny, but it's, <laughs> but it also has an element of horror to it. Okay? Yes, yes. So that's a pretty wide net. You're, you're going to have wrestling fans. You're going to have mm-hmm. horror fans. You're just going to have the curious walk-ins. Mm-hmm. So it casts a pretty wide net, and that's why I think it's going to be very successful. Thank you. But what do you? What has the reaction been so far? So far, people just love it. They are shocked. They are like. I had one friend who was like so shocked that she ran out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she literally just jumped up and I, and I yeah, think, because I, at, well, don't, don't the, give it away now. Don't give away what scene. Once at, at, at the ghost town. Oh when no, no, I, 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 I had an idea of what scene because there was one scene where I was like, holy shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> what scene was that? Uh, well, well, again, I don't want to give it away for the listeners. I'll oh, yeah. probably tell you off camera, but uh, but it's it's what you're talking about. It was you know when you get to the ghost town and there's yeah. a, uh, a little gory and there's some poultry. Uh, uh, that that is uh, I don't give it away, but well, you'll have to watch it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like 
you know, exactly. Now, were you a wrestling fan before? Do you know the history about oh, wrestling? Oh yeah, at all? You know? totally. That's the reason why when I saw the casting call, I was like, oh yeah, so I want to be like you know a wrestling girl. I can see myself wrestling and doing belly flips and back bumps and stuff like that. Okay. And I would watch in the nineties like Tikatanka, Holt Hogan, The Undertaker. I was a big wrestling fan in Germany. Okay. Watching every show every evening. So what? Tell me about this then. Okay. So how long have you been in America? I've been here for eight years. Okay. And uh, so so you are, mind me asking how you are now, and you ever ask a lady how, how old she is, so we'll just say, we'll say late 20s, how is that? Sounds so, good. Okay. So, so you spent basically almost the first 20 years of your life... Uh, in Europe. In Europe, and specifically in Germany. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were able to see the WWE product primarily in the 90s there, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And as you mentioned... Uh, this would have been what, like ninety five, ninety six. Uh, oh, like ninety four, ninety three. Okay, that so was like all the wrestling shows. So, do you, so when people refer to what is called the Attitude Era of the WWE, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. You, okay, because so you know that like in the, uh, you know, in the early nineties, specifically ninety three to like ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven, it's what's called the New Generation, where. The WWE product went from being this big giant thing with Hogan versus a giant at WrestleMania three in front of a hundred thousand people to being something that was almost extinct. Mm. And so, as you know, he he went uh, he meaning Vince McMahon kind of went to a very took a sharp left turn and kind of went after a very kind of shock value thing, which kind of introduced the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. Uh, um, Rocky Maivia became The Rock, and and that period from you know ninety seven ninety eight to around two thousand and one is called the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. where it was very, you know, racy. You know, it was a lot of uh, a lot of you know a lot of adult content, uh, you know, which they don't do anymore. So when you were watching it. W- did you see any of that period of wrestling, or was it more of the early nineties? No, the kind early nineties. Gotcha. Okay. So, and you mentioned some of your favorites. So, I asked that because, like, the Undertaker in nineteen ninety two is very different than the Undertaker in nineteen ninety eight, and even further, even even more different than the Undertaker in early two thousand two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, I, I say that because. Whenever you were putting together your character, okay, for um, for women of wrestling, okay, did were there any inspirations that you were drawing on from that? Um, mostly on the Undertaker because David McLean says, "Hey, you're the dirt German bitch, and you, I want you to be really scary and really like, uh, like kind of." Um, eating up the girls and really like dead scary and right. really did he did he well. mention any specific wrestlers that he for you to draw upon or did he give you any just feedback or any notes just just the undertaker yeah. okay like, like the undertaker like he wants me to walk in really scary and slow and stuff like kind that kind of have that kind of where the match kind of begins before you even get to the ring kind of thing exactly. okay so so tell me what was now was there any other wrestling you were exposed to growing up as a girl in Germany was there any like Indie or local promotion? Did you ever go see wrestling live? Like, like when was the first time, or have you ever seen wrestling live? Have you ever seen a live wrestling match? Okay, so to this day, no. you've never actually. So, so did did the WWE or at the time it was called the WWF? Did it ever come to Germany when you were growing up, or or 
Okay, but but it was something that you did watch regularly, yeah. though. Yeah, okay. it was huge in the nineties. Okay, now, but what about your 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 parents? Or are they athletic? Or do, or do they have any sort of wrestling background? Is cause this is what people are going to want want to know about yeah. you? Okay. No, my dad is a he's an engineer, a German engineer, and he married my mom. Um, they are married now for forty two years. Congratulations! I believe, so. That's yeah, fantastic! Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. And they met within two weeks, and they got married, and now they are forty two years married with five kids. Well. Our congratulations go out to the von Petzholt uh, household. So, but did your dad watch wrestling with you? I mean, I mean, how, I mean, like, what got he you did, into yeah. it? Yeah, he he was totally into it, but we we didn't go to live shows or stuff like that. We would just watch it on the TV. And do you and do you have any siblings? I mean, do you have like any brothers or sisters? Did they watch wrestling? Yeah, okay. all of my family, and then I would wrestle with my brother, of course. Okay, you know, so, like, so, so like it was it was some, so it was something that you grew up with. Okay, yeah. all right, and so. But it was. But you never really thought about being an actual wrestler until the opportunity kind of presented itself, and then you thought, "Well, gosh, you know, I'm more of a filmmaker, but I, I'm, I'm interested in doing some some acting and act, acting, which is obviously you know 50 percent of uh, of being a uh, you know mm-hmm. professional wrestler, or, or as Vince McMahon would prefer you say, sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to want that. Uh, so it, you know, I just want to separate you because you. Like, do you watch the current product of wrestling at all right now? I mean, are you, do you watch? Well, I'm, I'm just too busy doing like, um, filmmaking and, um, like promoting the movie, okay. um, getting it out there right now. Okay. Um, of so... course. Well, the reason why I ask is because there's a thing that's happening right now. It's happening seemingly in every sport and in almost in every aspect of the world, which I think is great, is that. Right now, there's a kind of a storyline that's obviously also based upon, you know, like like anything in wrestling, it's kind of based on current events. It's called the Divas Revolution, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and our listeners out there that watch wrestling will know exactly what I'm talking about, and they know that I am a huge fan of women wrestling, and, um, and you know, my favorite of all time was, is, uh, mo- uh, you know, my, most of my favorite, favorite wrestlers of all time have been females, uh, like uh, Lita and AJ Lee uh, being my all-time favorite, um, uh, and you know Trish Stratus. I mean, all these great ones. I mean, I have a lot of you know male wrestlers I like a lot too. But um, the reason why I ask you this is because it's kind of based upon like what's happening like in the real world. Because it's like you know you've got Ronda Rousey who is an amazing inspiration, and uh, and you know she's headlining this. You know these MMA events. It was previously like a, a you know a male sport. I mean Dana White, the president of MMA, went on record years ago saying he would never have a female, and so she literally broke the door down. And you know, and and you have like Serena Williams kind of taking over the world in uh, in um, of, in tennis, and then and, you know in politics. And so I, I love seeing this, and so because not that long ago, and and. and Mainly, would I guess it would probably would really start with I mentioned with AJ Lee, uh, who came in and was like, you know, it's cool if you're the blonde hair, uh, you know, like you said, the tits and ass type kind of thing, but it, you also don't have to be that. I mean, she's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can be this, and this is what I am, and you can be, and you can succeed, and like how we were talking earlier, like you know, do your own thing, do you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just be uh, honest to right, yourself. exactly, and so. Reason why I, what I, how I want to tie all this together is because I, I I wanted to be clear to people that are watching and listening because there have been way too many uh, people out there that aren't interested necessarily in wrestling, mm. aren't interested it, to them. It's just another gig, 
Okay. And that's what made AJ Lee so, so great was that she was able, you know, she was clearly not that. And not to mention, she was very outspoken about those that were, you know, that, I mean, um, and, you know, and, you know, and so your background is something that comes from work. You're not using this or this movie or, or weren't even interested in using uh, women of wrestling as some platform for your next gig. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you're not a wrestler, you're just an actress or you're a model or mm-hmm. you're just somebody that wants some kind of fame and that's, this is your ticket there. Uh, and, and I, and I love, and I want to make it clear that that wasn't the case that maybe, maybe you never wanted to be a wrestler, uh, or it wasn't your first goal in life, but you definitely loved wrestling, had of ambition, had the physicality for it, saw an opportunity and was like, Hey, I could do this Mm -hmm. and you put everything into it. And if it didn't mean anything to you, then you wouldn't have been inspired to make this amazing film. Yeah. Even, I mean, I learned wrestling in two months in the gym. And um, once I cast all my girls for um, uh, for my show, for my movie, they were all female actress as well. So I had to teach them what I have learned at Women of Wrestling. <laughs> and I trained them, and I memorized all the moves, and I would show them how to do it in the ring. So, 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 it even, so not only can you add director, producer, writer, editor, but also stunt woman. Exactly. Uh, and you know. and we had also Crystal Santos, who's a, one of amazing actress, who's also a professional stunt woman, and the first Latina martial artist on the on, on the movie. She's been amazing. That's that's her face. That's Crystal Santos. Okay. She's one right of there. the lead. Hold that up there, right there. And she she's did, a stunt woman as well. She helped us also coordinate. And of course, also Melissa R. Stops, action girl. Um, she plays the role of Darlene, the, the, yeah, head, yes, yes, the yes. head coach. She yes. was really awesome. She did all her own stunts as well, and she helped also with the the coordination of the stunts. So all the stunts are real and raw. And, and it looks that way, too. I mean, I was like, it doesn't have that. It, you know, sure, it has a fun, campy charm to it, but it, it, at the same time, it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. man, these girls are actually yeah. getting physical, you know. Yeah. And I thought the music was great in it. Thank like, you. I, yeah, I, that's Marco Meister from Germany, Berlin. He's an amazing composer, and he scored all the movie songs. Okay, okay, because I was going to ask you about that, too. Because so, I mean, it all just feels very, very inspired. And think about it, and there's also, mm-hmm. there's really nothing like it, because you could have made a documentary, and not that that would have been bad, where you, you know, where you interviewed all the girls um, after the fact, and said, okay, so why didn't this succeed? And you could have made a documentary as some kind mm-hmm. of, but th- as a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. And this could very much still be that same cautionary tale, but it's, but this way it, it actually seems more effective and it seems more fun and it Thank seems uh, more rewarding. And, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. did, did you ever consider that? Did you ever consider instead of doing this that, you, but I guess not because if you were have, that means you would have been kind of sympathetic towards them and obviously you weren't sympathetic you wanted them to no I just wanted to tell the story what I experienced in them, Hollywood yeah you wanted them to perish in a ghost town so <laughs> I, uh... exactly and also uh, regarding um, let me pick up their documentary we had a documentary filmmaker who came on set filming all um, our background scenes and 
um, going with us through the whole process of production, which was really, really hard because we shot it in 10 days. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, and um, she came in and she's making now a documentary about how we made the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling happen. And my character is, of course, a German girl by herself in Hollywood trying to make it and make a feature film. So that's a that will be something new that will be coming out as well. That see that is fantastic. And and when when can people can expect to? I mean, is that still currently in it's production? It's still in, in pre. Uh, no, it's still in post production. Post production. Okay. Okay. Um, I see. Yeah, and and I saw the trailer. It's awesome, but it's not released yet. Um, so I'm really excited about that as well. If you're just now joining us, which uh, that means you need to rewind and go back to the beginning here, uh, I'm speaking with Caroline von Petzholt. She is the director, um, writer, producer, or co-producer, I should say, uh, of the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. It's uh, an autobiographical tale uh, about her adventures uh, in uh, the sport of professional wrestling. Kind of, uh, well, you'll just have to see the darn film. And you'll have a chance to do so on November 5th here in Los Angeles. Uh, and what were some of the other film festivals that it got into? We got into Cine Fest, uh, Los Angeles International Film Festival. It, oh. it was nominated in the Merrick Movie Awards Film Festival. Um, the Woman's Up International Film Festival that's on now on, on November 5th. And then we are also in uh, Kamikaze. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's the Stan Lee. We've got a lead in it with the Stan, Stan Lee Kamikaze Expo. People will know it is that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And please go by... Uh, uh, Room 411. Okay. And so you're going to be screening it there, right? Yes, we're going to be screening there at uh, 3.30 at um, October 30th. Okay, fantastic. And, uh, okay, so now, as, as promised in the final segment... I said that I would give my pontifications of, of why McLean, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it with you. I'll keep it focused with you here. Okay. Um, oh, that's I, so we all know why it. We know we now know why it, it didn't succeed. Maybe it would have succeeded if you'd been on the damn show. Who knows, right? But <laughs> Absolutely, it, uh, it would have because I'm going to do better production. <laughs> uh, right, you did better production. You had the character and all that kind of stuff, and and and. Uh, but I think that primarily, um, you know, we, we know that probably regardless because of his greed or, or mishandling of funds or whatever, obviously some, you know, some things went down that shouldn't have that were solely his undoing, right? Okay. So, you know, there's, this isn't based, I haven't done any sort of research, but just what my instincts tell me is that I think two things. One, for whatever reason... Okay, he had either some type of deadline to meet, or or he had promised, or, or you know, let me let me keep it linear. I'm not sure that maybe he thought himself this was ever going to happen. Uh, did were there any other girls left behind, or were you the only one? Did you I hear mean, any other stories later about girls being left behind? I just cut all every, everybody away, okay. just because. It was really a painful experience, and I just needed healing at that right, point. Right, sure, sure. And I really did like those girls. And you, did, I you, thought, did, you did like them. You I thought did that like they were your them. friends. Yeah. Yes. And, so it's and then when nobody got back to me, I, I was kind of hurt, you know? Well, of it's, course it's you were. Like, it was one of those lessons about developing tough skin type kind of thing. But, uh, right, right. But here's what I'm thinking, okay? It could be as something as simple as when... They got to Las Vegas. That you know the 
the room and board thing really wasn't working out the way that he thought and you were just going to be one less person, uh, you know, to have to, you know. But it, it sounds like that it wasn't obviously just you, mm-hmm. okay? Anybody that had gotten sick or couldn't make it that that specific day or whatever, they would have felt the same fate. I, I don't... Based on what you told yeah, me, yeah, he he was firing people. People were afraid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where where is like, but not necessarily because you were disappointing him or they were disappointing him. I'm not sure that he was ever going to actually do this. You see what I'm mm, saying? Like, interesting I, I, take on that. It, it, it seems like he had a a revenue stream, and once he received the revenue stream, that's all he cared about. Yeah. Like I don't think he even cared about what. He was going to do. He was just trying to create a revenue stream. Yeah. So he was able to create it without actually producing something. So he already had his money. So who gives a shit what happens after that? You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so why get in touch with you? Why worry about it? Because he doesn't. He, he would have. He would have. But he would have done that to anybody. And so finally, maybe when push comes to shove, he realized that his. Whatever meal ticket was was potentially going to expire. I don't know enough about it to know for sure. Yeah. And so I've got to do a show, and but I only have this amount of money left because I've already have spent the rest on whatever. Yeah. And who cares? Couldn't even pay his people anymore. Yeah, yeah. And who cares if it succeeds? Because you know, <clears throat> I got my money. I already had a good time. Mm. So, so it, <clears throat> I know it's hard for you, or maybe hard at one time to. Have, do not take it personally. Yeah. And I'm not saying this just to make you feel better or, or it's lip service. But I don't feel that it was personal. In fact, I feel like that it would have happened to anybody that wasn't going along with his mm. plan entirely. It wasn't, right. it wasn't because you weren't physical enough or it wasn't. Uh, and that's our cue right there, isn't it? I know. So audio will we'll wrap here. Um, so, but what I'll say is this, is that, again, it's not because you weren't good looking enough, or even if you had, if you were willing to do the whole TNA angle, or you weren't physical enough, it's just simply that y- you were one less person. To feed. Yeah. Because he had talked all this shit, he had made all these promises, now here's, great, it's almost like you did him a favor, like, great, because here's one less person I don't have to lie to anymore. Mm. You know, because I, I, it doesn't sound like he was ever going to actually do it. Yeah. You know, and but you did it. You did it great when you Thank did it you. with with this. And also, he doesn't know about it, so I'm really curious. He never. I, I mean, I after that, I just reach out once to him, and I just want it out of the contract, and I just send him a a letter to Las Vegas and say, hey. Please release me from the woman of wrestling and he's like feel free you are released to do whatever you want because in the contract even my uh, uh, entertainment lawyer when he got the contract it was the most worst schmuck deal slash contract ever yeah and he was like caroline are you really sure you want to sign this contract like it's all in favor of this company yeah and you as an artist you'll get nothing out no, of it nothing yeah. nothing zero and that's what they Meaning do the they, they take somebody that's exploiting yeah exploiting those girls yeah. and i was like well you know like i and 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 that's so nice like you know it's hollywood and it's like you know i came here to make it in hollywood and um i created my own opportunity with those movies and also right. my first movies and the thing is what i want to point out is um is that 
shoot, I just lost my line. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to point out the fact is that that he had he hadn't seen it yet, and so that's and, exactly he yeah. hadn't seen it yet. And I, I I canceled, and he says feel free to to um, apply even now to go go uh, glow because in the contract I wasn't allowed to apply to any of those wrestling shows. It was stated no glow, no other like and, and no WWE. Right, it was a no because compete they are class, training right. me, no competing, but also like they are in charge of everything. And once they release me, I'm like, okay, now I can make my movie and do whatever I want and take the story and run of it because it's my own, uh, my own um, experience. Well, and he doesn't know about it, so I'm really like looking forward to see his face when he see himself on screen. Well, well, you ought to send him an invite for the November fifth screening here in Los Angeles or wherever he is. Yeah, maybe I should do that. You, 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 see, take the high road. Say, David, I want to. I've I, I reserved you a spot in the front row, uh, <laughs> and I'll just let you know that it's uh, it's familiar territory. That'd be good, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's let everybody know again how they can find you uh, via social media. Um, Twitter, it's C Avon V O N Petzholt P E T Z H O L D T. Okay. And on Facebook is Carolyn Von Petzholt. And then the actual website for the movie. Uh, the website for the movie is uh, www.theboomboomgirls.com. Um, okay, and then on Twitter, it's just The Boom Boom Girl. The Boom Boom Girl. The Boom Boom Girl. Okay. Boom Boom Girl. Carolyn Von Petzholt, producer, director, writer, and just uh, autobiographically inspired filmmaker who's made The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. Thank you so much uh, for, you. For, for, for being with us. Uh, so much fun uh, for being with us this week. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I enjoyed it too. Well, we ha- we're going to have to do probably a, a part two and get you back after the film is premiered. Uh, we and there's going to be a lot of great feedback. Um, uh-huh. Again, uh, my my guest this week has been Carolyn von Petzholt. Uh, you can find her at all the places that we that we listed. Uh, you, obviously, Tricky Kid Radio. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Tricky Kid the number two www.trickykid.com it's tricky-kid.com and uh, you can stream this obviously get it there you can get it on iTunes SoundCloud and anywhere else that podcasts are available so again for, for, the, for this week for Tricky Kid Radio Podcast I've been your host Roy Turner sitting next to me is I'm Carolyn Von Petzold and we'll see you next week bye